1: I will make a stand, I will raise my voice, I will hold your
0: hand. Because we are one. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glen Beck program.
1: Doc Thompson in for Glenn Beck. Thanks so much for joining me today. We're taking your tweets at Doc Thompson show as we do during my regular morning radio broadcast of the blaze radio network. More about me, go to the click on channels. And if you would, please follow my channel at theblaze.com. Just again, right at the top, you'll see channels and scroll down and please pay no attention to the picture of me. Somehow, some way of all of the press shots that they've taken over the years, they said, let's see if we can find the worst possible picture. Now, I'm not saying any of them are really good. I mean, I realize you're, you're starting with this. I get that. That's cool. Cal, have you seen the picture that they have up there for me in this? I did. You, you look a little, uh, what's the word? Uh, <laughs> I look like I'm begging for gruel, like I'm <laughs> Oliver Twit. <laughs> yeah. Please, sir, can I have more? Hello, hello, can I have some?
0: And the I, smirk on oh. your face, I got to say, it's kind of douchey. <laughs>
1: it's a very douchey smirk. You got a bit of, of, of a course. douchey smirk. It looks like I'm in pain or passing gas and, like, I didn't hear the question. What? What?
0: Do you it's get really final horrible. approval on the photos they use?
1: No, nah, I didn't approve. They just put it up there. It's Look at this. It's horrible. I'm like, Ugh. But of all of that, somebody said, either this was the first one in the whole series of photos and they just said, there's the one. That found one a doc good. Or they're like, let's go through and find one. And somebody thinks that looks good. If that somebody is a female around here, I really question your taste. I really, I'm I'm starting to think that there's somebody working against me in the company. I think somebody's like, let's take him down, do everything bad. All right, first we'll start with a really bad photo. So please pay no no attention to the photo and instead uh, just follow the page. All right, the tweet's coming in. It's Rhino Season tweeting. And when Obama says the police acted stupidly, he was doing a race race relations a solid. Is that right? Yeah, see, that's the point. He has done so many things wrong when it comes to race relations, and now he's suddenly above it as he's leaving office, that he's done everything right. One of the comments he made in the interview he just presented was, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something to the effect of, by every measure, everything is much better now in America. By every measure or metric, any way you could judge America, everything is better now compared to when he took office. I could come up with a whole lot of things that are not better. A whole lot of things that are worse. In fact, I, uh, I saw today the VA. Look at the VA alone. If he said, "Wow, well, we put McDonald in and everything's great, they got those wait times. First of all, the wait times that they're reporting are not accurate wait times. All they did, instead of actually lower the amount of times that veterans have to wait. All they did was change the system or way that they measure them, way they calculate it. So it seems like they're better. The people aren't actually getting in sooner. They just started measuring or counting different. It's just a different formula that makes them look better. In fact, uh, they rate. there's a service that rates veterans' hospitals, and they rate them one to five stars, five stars being the best, one star being the worst. And there are multiple house uh, uh, um, hospitals, veterans hospitals around the country, that went from a certain amount of stars to lesser stars. I know it was off the top of my head, Albuquerque, and I think one in Colorado, went from two stars to one star. But by every metric, things are better in America today. Race relations, the economy, is re- relations in general, they better today. We all getting along much better than we did in 2008. Healthcare, is that better? More money? By virtually no metric is it better. I know one metric. It's better in America today. It's better for Nancy Pelosi and Barack Obama. It's better for them because they are loaded. Lots of power and lots of money. All right, another uh, tweet at Doc Thompson Show from Ken Putt. I'm completely with you, but maybe it's time to switch to APR Coffee Decaf. Uh, at APR Coffee is American Pride Roasters. It's the official coffee of the morning blaze. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. They have the gift packets. It's the best coffee in America. Try it. But he's saying maybe I switched their decaf. And uh, I'm sorry. It's only American Pride Ro- Roasters. And it's the Doc Thompson's Bacon Blast coffee today. Mm. That's good stuff. Okay, before the break, we had a lady challenge and say, okay, what's the solution? I offered one. We need to stop paying attention to this stuff. Start treating people well. And people that don't treat you well, move on. Stop thinking that they have some ulterior racist motive. Sometimes it's a misunderstanding, but there's another way forward. Race relations in America, and I have expressed this on my morning radio broadcast from time to time, could be centered around food. Who doesn't like food and who doesn't like ethnic foods? You may not like all ethnic foods, but you're going to probably like some ethnic foods. Cal, is there any ethnic food that you like that has nothing to do with your ethnicity or ethnic background, anything at all?
0: Of course. My favorite food, Mexican. I love Mexican food. You're
1: not Mexican. I'm nowhere near Mexican. So imagine somebody said, you know, Cal, you have to accept Mexicans along with Mexican foods. I mean, that's a package deal. Even if you were racist, wouldn't you be like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and take the food. I'll just go ahead and accept them. Why wouldn't I accept them? Well, I'm saying if you are a racist. Oh, okay.
0: Hated it, racist. Right? So you're telling me if I'm a racist, I can only eat my favorite kind of food, Mexican food, if I accept Mexicans.
1: I'm just saying you start calling the racist out and you're like, okay, so you don't like certain races, whatever, but you certainly love some of their food, don't you? I'm saying we don't know each other and we start breaking bread with people and say, you know, you, you don't like Asian people? So you don't like, uh, you don't like the Japanese cuisine? You don't like Thai food? Really? Seriously? You're a racist? See what I'm saying? Then we get together. We start learning about it because food is also culture. So then you start learning about it as people and understanding them. So I'm thinking that's, that's part of the key. Food, I mean, no, food no solves boundaries. so many other problems. Right, exactly. It solves so many other problems. I think you do it. You, you have the, the food summits. That's how you need to start leading. Actually, and that has been the case in some ways throughout history in America. For example, for many years, most of the immigrants to America were primarily from Europe. They were from places like Italy and Germany and Ireland, places like this. And the Irish are always going to fail here because Irish food basically sucks. I mean, by comparison, it's just not good. So maybe it's not going to work so good for the Irish, but is there a whole lot of racism against Irish people right now? I mean, the gingers there are, but that's not exclusively Irish, right? Okay. But for years, there was racism against people like uh, from Italy and people from Germany, for example. After World War II, when you had American soldiers that were traipsing all over Europe as part of their, their efforts in Europe, they come back to America and they're like, hey, so I had this stuff. It's called pizza, right? You got to try this stuff. People in America didn't know what pizza was. And then they'd go into areas of New York where there were, or or other major cities where there were Italian communities seeking out such cuisines, and they got to know about it. And how many real, real claims of, and accurate claims of racism against Italians are there in America today? I mean, are the Italians constantly standing up going, oh, come on, Italian lives matter? (laughs) don't have that. What do you have? You have Hispanic and black primarily are the claims of racism in America. At one time, a lot of Italians claimed racism, and maybe there was. The food helped bring us together. My father, when he was, he grew up in the hills of West Virginia, and he he was probably 15, 14, something like this, shortly after World War II, his sister took a trip to New York, his older sister, and she came back and she told him about this wonderful food called pizza. He had no concept of it. And she described it to him, and he said at the time, he goes, I thought it sounded horrible. It's bread with sauce on it. I don't know. What is, what are you, it sounds horrible. He couldn't, he like couldn't even put it together in his head. And of course, pizza is one of the biggest cuisines in America that we even recognize as pretty much an American cuisine. So Cal, I think that food could be one of those ways forward. Think about all the foods around the world you love. All the ethnic cuisines. That's part of the solution to it. Totally. I think you can bring all people together with the food. That's it. I love food from all over the place. If I thought for a moment that it wasn't a package deal, I didn't learn about the cultures. Or, or you just use food to say, hey, you learn about the culture." Think about all the stuff you learn about China from the fortune cookies when you're eating. Before you even
0: start a conversation, just, just hey, here, try this. Try <laughs> this. Just try <laughs> <Exactly>. this. <laughs> <Exactly>. Automatically, <laughs> yeah. they're going to be put in a good mood. Wow, this is really good. What this is, is this? really
1: good. That's right. And you know who that is. And you just, let me tell you about these people. So Ireland's at a disadvantage there, I admit it. Ethiopia, probably to disagree. What's wrong with a, a,
0: potatoes? You can have a fried potatoes, baked potato, mashed potatoes.
1: Yeah, and some of that's okay, but you got to understand Western European food, they don't cook with a lot of spices and stuff. It's a little bit bland. There are some exceptions, not horrible, but I mean, by comparison, and by the way, I am of Irish and German descent or whatever, So, but by comparison, they lose when it comes to Italian food. Am I wrong?
0: I mean if you're going on full on meals, I guess yes. they're not as exciting. But Cal, I,
1: let's go out for Irish food tonight. Cal, let's go out for Italian tonight. I can go for some corned beef and hash and mashed potatoes and that's good stuff. Yes, you can go for it. But Cal, here's your choice. We go Mexican, we go Italian, we go Thai, we go Ir Irish food. Rate those. Yeah, for okay, you're right. Irish is not gonna be the top <laughs> okay, of the list. All right, that's it. All right, uh, students at the Ohio State University were asked recently by my friend Faith Goldie, uh some questions about the terrorists. Well, of course, we had the terrorist attack in Berlin, which is still continuing to unfold this morning. A uh, quick update on that before I get to the Ohio State story. Um, now it looks like there was two drivers or two people in the vehicle. The gentleman that was killed likely, possibly, probably was hijacked. He was carjacked. Um, they believe the truck, based on their tracking equipment and computers, that somebody tried to start it a couple of times and failed maybe without a key or whatever, tried to get it started. And then at some point it ended up starting. It drove toward Berlin for an hour or so, stopped for a couple of hours, and then eventually plowed through the crowd. And then the Polish gentleman who was likely carjacked or something was found dead. We don't know how he ended up. They haven't confirmed if Uh, If it was self-inflicted, if the guy who carjacked him or the guy who was with him shot him, if a police officer did, they haven't told us that yet. The other guy is still on the lam. He's still out there. They say he's armed and dangerous. The gentleman that they picked up to begin with turned out to not be the guy. So this is what's going on. A couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I guess it's probably close to a month ago now, at the Ohio State University, right around Thanksgiving, a guy in a car tried to pull off a, well, I guess it was a terrorist attack. He wasn't as successful as some. And in the car, plows into some people, gets out of the car, jumps out and starts stabbing people. Faith Goldie goes there and says, in light of what's uh, happened there and some of these other automobile attacks, people using a car as a weapon or a vehicle as a weapon, let's go talk to the people and find out what they think about this guy who, based on his rants on social media what we know about him and ISIS claiming responsibility for was likely motivated by extremist beliefs, extremist Islamic beliefs. Not that all Muslims believe this, not that all Muslims are a part of this nonsense. They are not by percentage. Very few are, but it's wrong to ignore the motivations to this stuff. So she went and said, Hey, what do you think about this? Tell me about this guy. Do you think this was terrorism? Ask him all kinds of questions. Here's what some of the students at the Ohio state university had to say. When she asked. I'm here at Ohio State University, which has just become the setting of ISIS's most recent now terrorist scroll attack. scroll in just a little bit. Scroll in about uh, 30 seconds or so to so this. Multiculturalism. Do you feel safe on campus after the attack this week? Yep. You do? Would you call it a terrorist attack? Um, depends on what your definition of terrorism is. According to your definition. <laughs> okay, <No. laughs> wait a wait, minute. Wait, wait. Would you call it a terrorist attack? It depends on what your definition of terrorism is. What is there another definition of terrorism? I don't know. I mean, is it because he wasn't more successful? It depends on what your definition of terrorism is. Um, I assume that there was really only one standard. So you mean my definition? Like, I, I, Cal, help me out here. I'm What's guessing, defini- you know, attacking, hurting, killing. He, yes, he did those things. He, he did so. all those things. He was yeah responsible for that. It was based on extremist ideology.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So, hmm not going to say like, would...
0: falls under terrorism.
1: Oh, okay. is there some way this wouldn't be called terrorism? If he what? If he wasn't motivated by extremist ideology, perhaps. No, it could still be likely terrorism. Okay, a little bit more from the Ohio State University students. No, w- would you call what happened terrorism? I don't see, I don't know what happened yet. I don't know what it's about, and I think we still have a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. to learn about the incident. Okay, uh, good. ISIS has claimed responsibility. I do realize that, but that doesn't always mean that's what necessarily happened. Uh, would you call this terrorism? Um, I'm not sure. Okay, I've been just hold on kind of- second, hold on. This guy, he wants to get all the answers. I don't know. I haven't read everything yet. I just want to make sure that I don't say something that's inaccurate, get all of the facts, which I agree with. That's great. I wonder how he feels about Russian hacking during the election. Did he say that as well? Did he also say, well, I, we don't know for sure. Let's wait till all the information comes out. I would guess probably not. Here's a bit more.
0: Um, I'm not sure. I've been just kind of like keeping
1: updated with the news. Um, I'm not sure like, <laughs> okay, if they've confirmed on, on that. So she doesn't know because she's been keeping up with the news. Didn't she just say she is, has been keeping up with the news, but she doesn't know? So is that a criticism of the news? They haven't given her enough information? Okay, a little bit more.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. Would you call what happened terrorism?
1: Uh, No, I wouldn't. No, I would say it was a misunderstanding. (laughs) Okay, there's the one. It wasn't terrorism. It was a misunderstanding. That's all it was. You know, all the times that I have run people over and stabbed them, it was just a misunderstanding. That's all it was. It certainly wasn't terrorism. It was just confusion. I thought it was perfectly acceptable to run people over and stab them. Uh, I mean, Cal, all the times you've killed people, misunderstanding? There? Well,
0: luckily I haven't killed anybody uh, recently. Uh, but oh. I, w- I wouldn't think that that's something that could be
1: misunderstood, though. I'm trying to think what type of misunderstanding could there have been? You know,
0: like Did- if your wife says, yeah. hey, pick uh-huh. up some lemons and mm-hmm. I bring home limes. Oh, I'm sorry, okay. I misunderstood.
1: Uh, right, that seems. Although I'll be in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But
0: I can't see how running people over and then getting out of the
1: car and stabbing them. Maybe, maybe your wife said, "Hey, can you go to the store for lemons?" And you thought she said, "Hey, can you hit somebody with your car and then jump out and stab them?" Lemons, hit somebody with your car, jump out and stab them. Very similar, something like that. Uh, well, no, you know. not really similar at all, actually. Hmm. Maybe it was like this, you know. You say, "I know
0: there instances of lost in translation," but I mean, this is a bit
1: much. Could be, but I'm thinking maybe it was something like, "Hey, you know, if you run into Steve today, tell him I said hi." Oh,
0: I can see you saying like translate or misunderstand. You You actually literally run
1: into them. Literally ran into Paul or Steve. Can you do me a favor? You know, if you run into Steve, give him this information. I don't know how the stabbing comes in. Maybe it's, Hey, if you run into Steve, jump out of the car and stab him a couple of times. I mean, it's something like that. Hmm. So it's a misunderstanding. I don't think this guy knows what the definition of misunderstanding (laughs) is. (laughs) How would you ever misunderstand such things? Okay. I'm going to get a break and we'll come back with more of what the students at Ohio state university believe about this terrorist on this, the Glenn Beck program. You're listening to the Glenn Beck program. Mercury.
0: Gloria, 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 Gloria.
1: Students at the Ohio State University asked by Faith Goldie a bunch of questions about the guy who um, who jumped, out, ran people over with his car around Thanksgiving, jumped out of the car and started stabbing people. Uh, whether or not it's racist, and the, the last gentleman said, no, it was just a misunderstanding. They had this, as I touched on at the beginning of the show, they had a a, a, a memorial service for all people of color that have been killed recently, within months or whatever, by police officers. And they said, just because somebody has done something wrong doesn't mean that police officers should execute them. Paraphrasing, but that was the, the point of it. That police shouldn't, you know, just try them. But what they're missing about this case was, police weren't just trying him; they were stopping him from killing other people. It didn't matter. I'll share that story with you in just a minute. It's Doc Thompson. It for Glenn Beck, the Glenn Beck program. The Glenn Beck
0: program.
1: Mercury. The Glenn Beck Program. Doc Thompson in for Glenn today. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, Coming up on my radio broadcast in the morning on the Blaze Radio Network Friday morning, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag and tell a bunch of company secrets. Uh, Until they stop me. Uh, So coming up Friday morning, there's been a lot of questions about uh, what's going on with the radio network. A lot of good stuff, but uh, I'm going to tell you some of the stuff that's been going on. Cat, out of the bag. Friday morning, so please um, make an appointment now. Friday morning, Blaze Radio Network, 6 to 9 Eastern time. Just go to theblaze.com, click on radio. So the Ohio State University Coalition for Black Liberation, or whatever that is, had this memorial for people of color that were killed by police officers recently. And a young lady stood up and read this. She said, in some cases, the deceased may have committed acts of violence against others before they were killed. Perhaps they were domestic abusers. Perhaps they were threatened or killed other people. She said this possibility is not something to shy away from. The protest against police brutality extends to the innocent and the guilty alike. (laughs) Because we know that no matter the crime, justice and due process don't come from a cop's bullet. Which is true. That's the reason police do not just go out and execute people. And they didn't execute this guy. The guy who drove his car into a group of people and were stabbing pe- and started stabbing people was stopped by a police officer. Did she miss that piece of the story? So it would have been better for the police officer to allow him to go on stabbing people? Or does she believe they should have subdued him a different way? I love when they say, well, you didn't have to shoot him. You know, like deadly force. Can you shoot him in the leg? <laughs> you shoot him in the arm or something and stop him? No, you can't. That's not how it works, folks. Police officers are trained. If you pull your gun and you shoot somebody, you shoot to kill, and that's it. There's no wound-um. This isn't Hollywood. you watch too many movies. And if your loved one or you was being stabbed, would you really concern you now? Hang out, police officer. Oh, I'm being stabbed again. Hang hey, out. Don't. No, don't. Don't shoot him. No, no, no. Try to uh, just wing him. Hold on. Oh, no, yo, Use your taser. No. No, you're going to say stop this guy, and that's what they did. And that's what they were supposed to do. There is an associate professor of English. Her name is Johnny. She said, um, "I'm sorry, what was that Johnny? That's her name. Um, is that the it's, a, pr- it's a foreign pr- name, Cal? You, uh, no pronunciation. It's, yeah, it's a foreign name, so it's not going to make sense to you. You know." Okay. <laughs> she said, <laughs> She said, "You can understand where an act of violence comes from without condoning it." I was like, okay, I guess you can understand that, you know, right? Nobody wants to be a criminal, and you could say, hey, this guy probably had a rough life. But that doesn't mean you lead with, hey, this guy had a rough life. Don't shoot him. He's stabbing people, so let's think about it before we shoot him. No. Stop him from hurting people. And then you don't lead with, okay, now let's talk about how rough this guy had it. You talk about what was wrong. What he did wrong, the fact that it was terrorism, the motivation for the terrorism, the victims. You talk about all of these things before you go, wow, this guy's life probably sucked, right? Then she called what he did a tragic, tragic mistake. <laughs> he drove into the people and it was just a tragic mistake. Stephanie Clemens Thompson, cousin Stephanie, who's an associate director of uh, residency there, said that the gentleman in question, the terrorist, Abilana Rahman, was a Buckeye. This Sorry, is what one she, more time. That's his name. He's, a, again, a foreign name, Cal. You're not going to understand it. She uh, posted on social media, he's a Buckeye, a member of our family. If you think it's okay to celebrate his death and or share pictures of his dead body, and I see it in my timeline, I will unfriend you. Because he's a Buckeye. Hashtag Buckeye strong. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. So, <laughs> that's her concern. That you're... You're posting pictures, you're mocking him. You know why people are posting pictures and mocking him? Because they're upset, they're frustrated, they're scared, they're angry. All of these things based on his actions. Not on his race, his ideas, his religion, none of this stuff. She said, I pray you will find compassion for his life as troubled as it clearly was. Think of the pain that he must have been under to feel his actions were the only solution. Now, I mentioned the Brock Turner thing. Do they say the same thing when it comes to Brock Turner or rapists? Do they ever say, wait a minute, let's give the racists some credit here. I'm sure they don't want to be racist. What are they going through in their life? They must have really been jonesing for some strange, and it'll go out and rape somebody, right? They were just looking for a hookup. Now, don't say that. They said it's wrong, no means no. They never say nice things about it. Let's take their past into consideration. They never say any of that stuff. They say simply it's wrong. Why the double standard? Because it doesn't fit the agenda. These people say they need safe spaces from perception. Their perceptions of you and me and things you say. Perceived slights. Perceived insults. No, I mean, sometimes they actually are insults, but their safe spaces have not been... Uh, strictly limited to that. And many times, in many cases, they'll say, well, I think he meant this, or I believe that, or I thought I heard. So they need safe spaces from the perceived harsh words that you or somebody else present. But terrorists, they don't need safe spaces from that. He needs to be understood. Don't shoot him because that's just executing him. So they're safe spaces our four words, meanwhile, when they are actually in danger and in jeopardy, they don't need a safe space. It's good. What kind of twisted logic is that? What kind of nonsense is that? I, I cannot wrap my head around it. So, I was taught sticks and stones break my bones, words won't hurt me. Theirs is completely flipped around. It is... Words will hurt me, and a knife and a car will not. Vehicular assault. <laughs> That's good. That's not actually going to hurt me. Come on, kids. You were just run over and stabbed. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. What do I tell you? Words and names may cause you pain, but cars and knives, they won't hurt you. So just suck it up. Just bizarre. Bizarre. Hey, did you see uh, the Oscars have a uh, possibility for the first time in history of having somebody win both the male and female best acting categories? (laughs) Somebody has been nominated for both the male and female best acting categories. Kelly Mantle was born a male, but plays a transgender prostitute in Confessions of a Womanizer. Whatever that is. And Mantle calls himself an actor on Instagram, but also appeared in RuPaul's Drag Race, whatever that is, and has also said that he, she is gender fluid. Not just transitioning, because transitioning would say, I was born a man, but I've always known I'm a woman, so he would only be, by their progressive Hollywood logic, a female and therefore eligible for the female category. But he's gender fluid. So at any given moment, he could be male or female. He just vacillates back and forth. So I imagine if they nominate him for both categories, at any moment, he may not fit that category. But he may again in a minute, a day later. So I imagine it would go like this. He, she, this person is in the audience, right? And they're at the little theater there and they're, okay, the best actress it goes to, and at that moment, he's probably female, making him eligible to win. And then he would win it, and yes, I won. But then as they get ready to read the the male winner, probably gender fluid over the male category. He's gender fluid. Producers say they weren't sure what category to put him in because um, when they... Years ago, split the, re- the reminder list. This is a list that they send out to all of the people that vote in the academy, this little controlled group, into male and female categories. And he fits both since he's gender fluid. So they said, just put him in both. It's just easier to put him in both since he's gender fluid. We don't know what he is today. Throw him in both and who knows, he may fit that. You know, I don't agree with or fully understand people that say they are transgender. Um, I try to, and I say, wow, that must be really horrible if you feel this. You know, you've always been trapped in somebody else's body. I can empathize, sympathize with them and say, that sucks. I don't wish you any ill will. You have a right to live your life. I don't want to keep you down. Go forth with personal freedoms and personal responsibility and live your life. And if you grant me the same respect, we'll have we'll have a fine relationship. <clears throat> I can. It must suck if you want to go in a certain restroom. I get all that. The simple solution to restrooms are... You just make them all unisex. You one person, one bathroom, and there you go, and move on. So we can we can move on. But gender fluid, i got to call foul on. That one I'm calling foul on. That's BS. That is definitely BS. If you're gender... Let me help you out. If you're gender fluid or believe you're gender fluid, uh, you're female. No, no. If you cannot make up your mind, you're female. Guys can make up their mind. No guy is saying... You know, today I'm just feeling kind of effeminate. I'm just, today I just need held. Today I just need some understanding in chocolate, okay? I just need that. I'm not looking for you to solve my problems. I just want you to listen. No guy is saying that. Guys, no. Males, no. Even women who say they've been... Uh, transitioning to a male, always felt like they were trapped in a female body, but they identify as male. They know. They know they're male. Women don't know. Women are the ones who, today I just need to be held the other one. You know, if you think you can keep me down, and what do you think I need a male? I need a man like a a fish needs a bicycle. You're the one vacillating, right? (laughs) I'm saying, if you believe you're gender fluid, help me out. You're female, you're gender female. That's just how it is cal based on your experience as a married man do you dispute what i say
0: no 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 not at all he's pretty much (laughs) you nailed it down right there
1: um no misunderstanding no misunderstandings does your wife ever not um fully have an answer or is she ever undecided cal Does she ever change her mind? Is she ever fluid about where you're going to go to dinner, where the couch in the living room should go, what you're buying for Christmas, uh, where you're vacationing, how to rear the child? If she's asking that
0: question, no, she always knows. If you're
1: asking that question,
0: (laughs) sometimes there's some variations.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So today she knows exactly how she wants the living room set up, right? The couch goes in a certain corner. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that static? Will that will she have that same idea six months from now? No, she So will. she is feng shui fluid. Yes, she, very she feng shui is. fluid. <laughs> okay, feng fluid. She is, she is interior design fluid. Yes. Okay. Completely. And what about uh, what you should be consuming and what uh, she is going to consume? What you are going to have for dinner tonight is uh, is she ever? Does uh, she always static about her decisions? No. No. Okay. Nope. See, same thing. Hence, women don't make up their mind. Uh, they, are, they are fluid about many things. If you believe you're gender fluid, you are simply gender female. Quick break. Back with more on this, the Glenn Beck Program.
0: The Glenn Beck Program. Stream the show live on iHeartRadio or listen later on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music.
1: Mercury. Beck. Hey, if you would, please follow me on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show. I'm pretty active on Twitter, so I'll engage with you even after the program. At Doc Thompson Show. Please follow me. Uh, Mickey Dunn tweeting at Doc Thompson Show and at Cal79. That's K-A-L-79 for Cal, who's uh, producing today in New York. Clearly, the students at Ohio State misunderstand what terrorism is. Yeah, they, uh, they, they've had a misunderstanding about what, t- which is more likely. They misunderstand what terrorism is. Or the terrorist misunderstood. Yeah. At Doc Thompson Show from Inseparable on Twitter, women have the ability to ask you what you want for dinner and inform you that you are wrong at the same time. Yeah, that's true. How many, times like- this, how many times you had this conversation, Cal? You're like, "Because what do you want for dinner?" And you're like, uh, "I don't care. What do you want? Uh, I don't care." So you're like, "Okay, I'll make a decision. How about we just go get that?" No, I don't want that. <laughs> that's every night. I know. It's like. I, will, I just tell her, whatever you want, whatever you want. And finally, if she keeps saying, I finally go, okay, do you want me to make a decision or not? I'll make a decision. Because sometimes this.
0: she does. Uh, she'll pick something, and then we'll go, and maybe it's not the greatest. And she's like, this is why I don't pick, see? Because every time I pick, it's something
1: bad. <laughs> okay, but does she always automatically go along with what you say? No. No, no she exactly. That's what she I just said. There doesn't want to do it. doesn't want to pick. They're it. fluid when it comes to that. Toby Maguire, or uh, M- McAvoy rather, tweeting, Maguire, uh, RuPaul's drag race has nothing to do with fast cars. Can you imagine how confusing that would be? If I was RuPaul, I would actually invite friends to a drag race. To, to a NASCAR. No, is not drag, I guess. But to a car race. A literal drag race. A little, literal drag race between race cars. And say, me- meet me down here, whatever. <laughs> I had no idea this is what you meant. If they show up dressed up, it might be... <laughs> They look fabulous, though. By that I mean fabulous. Mickey Dunn at Doc Thompson Show at Cal seventy nine. I feel like I'm the I'm a rock, but I'm trapped in the wrong body. I blame Krispy Kreme. Yes, I have the same troubles. The same troubles. Okay, calls coming up. We got a bunch of people want to chime in. We'll get to your calls next. It's seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. And also, a way that you can help out the little snowflakes who've been so upset since donald trump got elected the ones who need those safe spaces a way that you can help them out you are going to love this
0: the glenn beck program mercury